Chapter 9 The Power of Happiness If you are actually paying attention to serving, creating, and doing the things that you want to do, you have no space to listen to that negative story. It fades so far in the background that it becomes virtually non-existent. If any of us pause long enough, that negative voice comes back in. If we're not actively engaged in what we're doing, our attention has no other place to go than to listen to that voice in our mind that says we suck, that we can't do it. It's really a fun and cool game to train yourself to stay engaged, which keeps you taking action. And then the byproduct is confidence. Marie Forleo, Interview with Dean Graziosi. As your success, income, and responsibility grows, you can't neglect your happiness. If you are not consciously defending it, it can slip away. I'm going to share with you the 10 happiness habits that can make happiness the core of success rather than success the core of happiness. Yes, you heard that correctly. Happiness leads to success rather than the opposite. In our society, we often think that if we've got tons of money, are the head of a profitable company, and have a lot of fame as well as fortune, we're going to be happy. In fact, one of the biggest things that stops people dead in their tracks from living an actual fulfilled life is the assumption that if they find success, happiness will follow. Take your own life, for example. Have you ever thought that if you got a certain job or started your business, then happiness would result from it? Have you ever felt that once you made a certain amount of money, or once you have a wife that loves you, or a husband that loves you, or once you have children, or once you lose weight, then you'll be happy? Well, I hate to break it to you, but many people who think this way eventually find out they're wrong. I would be doing you a huge disservice if I failed to let you in on this secret. And yes, you can attract next-level wealth with the right habits, but why deny yourself happiness? Wealth without fulfillment is emptiness. Let me help you achieve it all. What if we've had it backwards for all these years? What if happiness is the prerequisite for everything else? What if it is the prerequisite for success, for abundance, for prosperity, for weight loss, for passion, for intimacy, and for love? What if most of us don't really know how to be happy, but instead we think we'll figure it out once we get somewhere? Think of what we tell ourselves. All I need is to get my business up and running, and I'll be happy. Or, as soon as I buy that dream house, I'll be satisfied. You see, most of us let our desire for external things guide us. We think once we have that new house or that new job, then we'll be happy. But guess what? The excitement of external things fades. Have you ever thought, once I get a raise or to that next level of income, that is where the fun begins? Then it happens and you spend accordingly. Get some new stuff, upgrade your apartment, and think, I'm making more money now, so I'm happy. But then a few months pass, and the additional income and what you bought no longer satisfies you. As much as I'm an advocate for growing your wealth and your success through the right habits, no amount of money will make you happy unless you find internal satisfaction. Combine that with more money, and it's time for next level and real fulfillment. A friend told me about a couple who, for their entire adult lives, wanted to move to the West Coast. The wife just wanted to watch the sunsets every day as they sank over the ocean horizon. So the couple saved up, worked for many years, and once they retired, they finally moved to California. So every night they got to sit out on their deck and watch the sun go down over the Pacific Ocean, and it was an unbelievable goal they had reached. Naturally, you would assume their lives were complete and they could live happily ever after, right? Wrong. After 18 months living in that house, they were fuming and decided, we need to get blinds installed on these windows. 
Every night the sun is glaring right through and blinding us when we're trying to cook. You see, the outside world can only give you temporary happiness. We all want that next level of income, the ideal weight, perfect health, a great lifestyle, more money, true love, intimacy, and passion. Trust me, I get the desires that exist and the accompanying perks. But all that goes away unless we learn how to be happy on the inside. And here's the crazy part about it. If we find happiness on the inside, not an easy task, then suddenly all those other things we want are more obtainable. When you learn to create happiness internally, those things become a byproduct of the happiness you're creating, which is the opposite of what most people think. Most people believe success, money, fast cars, and diamond rings come first, and then happiness will materialize. That is completely false and the source of so many people walking around depressed. So let's look at happiness and what I've learned about it through all my years of writing books, all of my successes and failures, reading other great books on success, and being friends with billionaires and presidents and world changers. From these experiences, I've created a list of 10 specific habits and thought processes that I think are the fastest and quickest way to happiness. As I always say, I just want to give you the recipes, the ingredients and instructions that get you to your definition of success the fastest. Happiness habit number one. Define what happiness looks and feels like to you. Imagine we're sitting in a restaurant right now and I asked you this question. From the deepest part of you, what makes you happy? Would you have an answer? Do you know what it would be? I believe that's a hard question for all of us. And I think it is a difficult question because so many times we try and compare our definition of happiness to others. Just because someone else's definition of happiness is a sports car and a mansion doesn't mean it has to be your definition. Honestly, if you were to ask me that question just five years ago, I probably would have stumbled to come up with an answer. Back then, I don't think I was crystal clear on what happiness truly meant to me. It would be easy to say, being with my kids, and even though that is true, that was a default and not a truly thought-out answer. But I want you to get crystal clear on what makes you truly happy. Take the time right now and think through or start writing down ideas about what makes your heart smile, your eyes brighter, and causes you to be alive with joy. What truly makes you happy? Come on, do this. Don't default to a few answers that have become your reflexive response. Think back to when you were a kid or earlier in your life. When did you feel at peace? What lit you up? What made you smile? Is it spending time in the woods with your kids playing games and breathing fresh air? Is it going to a sporting event or going fishing? Do you like being by the ocean and feeling the sand between your toes? I personally love being in the woods. I relish big trees and a mountain stream. And it's probably because I grew up in upstate New York and my grandfather took me fishing a lot. He was such a great role model and someone I love dearly. When I'm around nature, I'm truly happy. If I were to take an entire day and go out into the wilderness with big trees and a beautiful clear running stream, that would provide me with an inexplicable sense of happiness. When I'm with my kids and when I feel like I'm guiding them through life the right way, that too fosters happiness. When I'm inspiring people to become their very best, like now I hope, when I'm teaching on stage and on camera, all these things give me a deep level of happiness. So what's on your list? More specifically, what's on your list today? If I were to have created this list five or ten years ago, my answers would have been different. Some were materialistic and some were embarrassing. So make sure you're thinking about your present happiness. Also, don't confuse happiness with goals. I still have materialistic goals, 
financial goals, and achievement goals. I'm not stopping my evolution, but I know the difference between goals and what makes me happy. I want to make sure you do, too. All happiness starts by thinking through and defining the term as it applies to your current life. So try this. Jot down things without overthinking them. Don't limit your list to things you do, but also include the thoughts that make you happy, blessings that you can be grateful for, activities that bring you joy. Write, write, and write some more. Then look back at your list and circle three to five items that you feel strongly about, and those are typically your top ones. Happiness habit number two. Make the present your friend. And no, I don't mean the present underneath the tree at Christmas time. I'm talking about the present day, the right now, this very moment you are living in. You have to make it your friend. So many of us go through life looking forward to tomorrow, to next week, to next year, instead of making friends with the right now. We think to ourselves, when I get this promotion, when I start my own company, when my company's profitable, when my wife truly understands me, or my husband just gets me, when my kids are out of diapers, when they go off to college, when I lose weight, then and only then I'll be happy. That kind of thinking is just an excuse for pushing happiness off to some vague time in the future. But when we do that, guess what? It may never get here. That is why we have to live in the now. Why not decide to be happy now? When you say the words when and then too many times, as in when I get that promotion, then I can finally relax and feel great about my life. All you're doing is putting your happiness on hold until tomorrow because you're mentally living in a time other than right now. How many of us are waiting to be happy until that one certain thing happens? What if we threw away that mindset and just made today our friend? What if today was an incredible day? What if we no longer lived in the past or the future but rather decided to be happy right this second? What if we started doing more of the things that make us happy and focused more on the thoughts that bring us joy today? Right this moment. You can decide to do this. It's your choice. How many times do you get stuck thinking about what could go wrong in the future? How many times have you thought, when I do this, then this might happen next month or next year? Then what happens? You get on this slope of negative thinking and you just go snowballing down the hill of thinking what could possibly go wrong someday. You're predicting the future, and not only that, you're predicting a negative future. The truth is, you don't know where the future is going and how things are ultimately going to end up. Of course, living too far in the future with the wrong thoughts diminishes your happiness today. Choose the present and choose it now. Realize that each day happens for a reason and that each moment must be seized with a present mindset. As simple as this advice sounds, consider the implications. What if you appreciated being alive and healthy and all the opportunities that you have at this very moment? When you can let the past melt away, stop focusing on a fictional future, and learn to live in the moment, that's where inner gratitude and inner happiness begin. As Eckhart Tolle wrote in his fabulous book, The Power of Now, when you live in the now, you will finally find inner peace and happiness. So no more delayed gratification. You have the right to be happy today. Happiness Habit Number 3. Stop Overthinking Have you ever heard the saying, Paralysis caused by overanalysis? What stops us in our track from living the life we desire is simply overthinking. I witnessed this repeatedly in so many different circumstances, especially starting or going to the next level in business and wealth. What ends up happening is we overthink, overanalyze, and find ourselves stuck. It doesn't matter what your goal is, you can overthink it to death. 
I've watched this in my real estate education classes for years. I'd go to an event and I'd meet people and shake my students' hands and sign books and so many people would say to me, you know what, Dean? I'm dying to do my first deal, but I'm not done reading contracts and I need to know every detail first. Before I get started, I need my MBA. Save up until after I have a nest egg, find a partner, or fill in the blank. And so much of what they are usually talking about is the stuff that I've never done. And I've done thousands of successful real estate deals. If there's a recipe for success, all you have to do is follow the recipe. There is no need to make a dish from scratch, right? Don't overthink things because you'll never do anything. I've seen single people who desperately want a romantic relationship overthink themselves right out of that relationship. Should I become involved with her? Well, I could try, but then she would end up strained. She could end up breaking my heart. Do we have the same religious beliefs or spiritual beliefs? If not, then that could really cause problems. You know what? It's better if I don't get involved. You give up without giving it a shot. What if that person was the person you were meant to be with and you ignored the chance because of overthinking? So obtain the knowledge you need to build confidence, but then don't get bogged down in endless questions, second thoughts, and circular analysis. If your heart is telling you to act, if your subconscious is telling you to go for it, stop the overthinking and start taking action. Happiness habit number four, focus on a positive outcome. This is a powerful way to bring happiness into your life and get what you want in advance. And I know it sounds simple, but I can't tell you how many times I've heard someone say, Oh, Dean, you're too optimistic. Am I too optimistic? Or do I just understand how powerful our subconscious is? Listen, your energy is going to go in any direction you aim it. You get to choose if it is spent on the positive or the negative. I know so many people who focus on what could go wrong in life rather than what can go right. One day they may feel a little run down and they, and they conjure worst-case scenarios. What if this really is me getting sick? What if it's the flu? I never got a flu shot. What if I have an illness that could kill me? I don't have health insurance. Man, I am in trouble. Guess what? People like this will talk themselves right into getting sick. Why not put all the energy into focusing on a positive outcome and perfect health and more wealth, happiness, and abundance? Concentrate on thoughts of good health and a long life. Consider the results of studies about driving on long roads with only one tree. Most, if not all, of the accidents on these roads involve someone running into that one tree. Because people may be rushing through traffic or lose control of the wheel and think to themselves, I don't want to hit that tree, I don't want to hit that tree, I don't want to hit that tree. And what do they do? They hit the darn tree. The world has programmed us to think a certain way about situations we face. When something comes up, our minds immediately want to go, Oh no, this isn't good. What if this happens, or what if this happens, or, oh gosh, what if, what if? The antidote? Become a keen observer of your thoughts. It's worked for me, and now, when what-if thoughts try to sneak into my mind, I say, No, 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 I'm not going to let my mind go there. Yes, I could focus on the negative and be stressed and worried about what could happen, but I decided years ago that I was no longer going to do that. You can focus on what might go wrong, or you can focus on what might go right. Why not invest your energy in what can go right? I used to focus on the wrong outcomes, and this story from my personal hell illustrates the dangers of this focus. For years, I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning because my mind was racing with thoughts. And for years, I just thought this early morning waking was a reason for my success. 
I'd wake up and I'd start thinking about all the things going on that day and I'd think about what could go wrong and I'd try to find solutions to them before the problems were reality. Half the time I wouldn't be able to fall back asleep because I would get obsessed about these imaginary bad outcomes and become stressed. Then one day I said to myself, No more. I'm going to start tricking my mind and my subconscious by changing those negative thoughts I have when I wake up. From now on, I'm only going to focus on positive outcomes to these situations rather than creating negative outcomes in my mind. And what happened? I was able to visualize success and happiness and finally started getting my much-needed sleep. It took some time to make the transition from negative to positive outcomes, but when I replaced that disempowering habit with the empowering habit, it eventually stuck. Trent Shelton is a former NFL player who is the founder of Rehab Time, where each week through social media, he delivers powerful, inspirational, and uplifting messages. Trent has transcended his career as a football player to become an amazing motivational speaker and inspirational leader. He may have been in the spotlight as a football player, but he has a much more visible and prominent role now as millions of people see his videos and posts each month. He gets tens of thousands of positive, uplifting posts from people expressing their gratitude for his dedication to their greatness. With so much exposure, though, comes some negativity. The haters. When I interviewed Trent, our conversations provided many great lessons, including his sharing his own happiness habit that helped him deal effectively with the pessimists and naysayers, both online and in his life. First, I've come to associate a hateful post from someone as a disillusioned fan who is unconsciously still in need of some hope or motivation. It's so easy to scroll down and see a post under a video I sent out that can immediately affect my mindset. I'm human, just like everyone else. But when I simply gave that negative post a new meaning, it created a new behavior in me. No longer did I see it as, I did something to create this. Rather, I see it as, this person still needs help, and hopefully he will come around. But I'm not in control of them. I'm only in control of what I do. I let the tens of thousands of positive posts from the people who get inspired by my words be my fuel. And to protect myself even further, I'm very picky about who I follow, what I do, what I watch, and honestly, even the conversations I have. I'm very selective about certain people when they call me, because I know certain people either want something or they want to bring gossip, or they want to bring drama, so I always tell myself to protect my peace. So I will do what I must to put barricades between me and their negativity. Protect your peace every day and watch your happiness and joy grow. And I have another habit to start each day off the best I can. When I wake up, I put myself in the championship mode mindset, as I like to call it. I give thanks for the opportunity for life, for another day to give it my all. It's my biggest thing for protecting my confidence and protecting my peace because so many times we don't realize the opportunity we have to give our greatness to the world every single day. God gave each of us greatness inside of us and we can't share it and use it if we are not at peace. Do what you must, protect your peace and show the world what you are made of. So be like Trent and don't let the naysayers in any area of your life bring you down. Switch it up and try to find how to give it a new meaning. Protect your peace are words Trent uses often, and so should you. In so many cases, suffering is a choice. Therefore, do what you must, create new habits, and avoid suffering whenever possible. You are amazing. Let the world see this incredible part of you every day. Happiness Habit number 5. Let go of specific outcomes. This is a game changer. 
It's not easy, but it's damn effective. Too often we predict what different outcomes should be and we get hung up on our predictions. If I put this money into this deal and I partner with this person, we should make X amount of money and here's exactly how it will look. Then if it doesn't turn out like that, happiness goes away. You think to yourself, that's not what I wanted, that's not what I predicted, this isn't right. Sometimes you order steak and the server brings you chicken and all of a sudden you're angry. This is not what I wanted. I can't believe they did this. Here's how we make the same mistake in relationships. We're going to be married next year and we're going on a honeymoon to Hawaii and this is the way it's going to be. And when it doesn't turn out that way, we immediately get angry or our joy in the relationship diminishes. Remember what Tony Robbins said, What if life happens for us, not to us? Imagine you're paddling downstream in a canoe and all of a sudden the current takes you off course. You could resist it and say, I have to paddle upstream against this strong current and get back on track as expected. But wouldn't that take a tremendous amount of effort? What if when our course is altered, instead of being angry, instead of being angry, we said, what if this little change of direction is a strategic part of my next level of life? Maybe this is happening for me and not to me. Maybe I should just ride the current out and see where it goes. Many times when an entrepreneur starts a business, the original idea doesn't work. So then the entrepreneur changes course and finds success in a totally unexpected direction. For example, that's how Twitter was born, almost by accident. Twitter was originally started by its co-founders to be a podcast company where you could call a number and create a podcast. It wasn't even called Twitter. Then iTunes announced that it was going to make podcasting available on all major Apple devices, and suddenly Odeo, the company now known as Twitter, was screwed. They had brainstorm meeting after brainstorm meeting to think of a new direction for the company and eventually came across the idea we all know as Twitter. And that success would never have happened if the entrepreneurs had given up because their original concept didn't pan out. When you're fixated on riding the current to a specific outcome, you become unhappy when things don't work out. When you're mired in unhappiness, you're never going to be successful. Instead, you lose confidence and walk around depressed. After I learned this lesson, it changed everything in my life. If I start a business and it starts to go in a direction I didn't expect, I just ride the current. Maybe this is the direction that will lead me to success. When you let go of a very specific outcome, the heavy weight of expectation comes off your shoulders. You will become a different person immediately, and your happiness will skyrocket. Happiness habit number six, don't be afraid to fail. We were raised to think that failure is bad. But truthfully, failure is the cornerstone of success. I'm looking at a quote on the wall right now by Winston Churchill, and it reads, The definition of success is going from failure to failure without losing your enthusiasm. When was the last time you embraced failure in your life? Usually, if you're not failing, that means you're not pushing yourself hard enough and you're not trying new things. It means you're stuck in a rut and you're just going with the flow or you're not straying from your well-worn routine. But here's the thing. You'll never achieve your goals on autopilot. So I say fail often and change the meaning of failure that is in your mind. I want you to be able to proudly say, I failed today. I tried something new. I ask my kids all the time, did you fail today? When they say no, I respond, well, you didn't step out of the box or you didn't try anything new. I'm trying to reprogram their perception of failure to help them perceive it as a prerequisite for success. When you embrace failure, you will no longer feel sad when something doesn't go as planned. 
I've asked hundreds of thousands of my clients through emails what's holding them back from getting started on their dreams. Fear of failure is a common answer. But what if you just got rid of that fearful attitude? When that happens, you replace your fear with an acceptance of changes in your life. Wayne Gretzky said it best, You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Embrace failure as a necessary part of success and aim to do it daily. Happiness Habit Number 7 Let Go of Grudges Another way of stating this habit is, try not to take things personally. I know this is a tough one, but when you hold a grudge, you are holding that inside of you at the expense of your happiness, health, and success. Have you ever held a grudge against a parent, boss, or relative, or somebody who just did something horrible to you, and you obsess about it all the time? Just so you know, that grudge isn't affecting the offending party. As much as you boil and stew, your grudge-filled thoughts don't harm a hair on anyone's head. They do hurt you and your future success. You have to let go of all grudges, which I know is easier said than done. Growing up, I had my own issues and craziness with my parents. I sometimes felt I was on my own and didn't have their support. Without anyone knowing, I held on to grudges for a long time. I dreamed about them, I thought about them, and I allowed them to make me resentful. But all this obsessing did was hold me back from that next level of happiness. Then one day, I just let go and said, I wouldn't be the man I am, I wouldn't be the father I am, I wouldn't be the motivator I am, had anything happened any other way. Those things happened exactly the way they were supposed to, and I forgive the people involved. Grudges gone. When I let those grudges go, my happiness rose to a new level. Letting go of past grudges was one of the most liberating things I'd ever done, and I urge you to look at your life and find the grudges you can release. If you do, you'll free yourself to be the best you possible. Happiness Habit Number 8 Be Grateful for What's in Front of You We all know that being grateful is the cornerstone of happiness. It's one of those things that you have to be consciously aware of daily. You could be struggling, need money, have debt or overdue bills, or going through a divorce, but there's always the opportunity to find gratitude for things in our lives. I know life can be a kick in the teeth sometimes, but gratitude can overcome anything, and the best way to start is by focusing on small things of which you're appreciative. You can be grateful for a smile from a stranger, a hug from your child, or a look from your spouse. Be grateful for living in a place where you can define yourself as you choose, where you enjoy the freedom to become your best self. Be grateful for the blue sky or the white clouds or the flowers or the green grass. Heck, be grateful for your heart beating and never having to think about it. Again, success without fulfillment and happiness is a massive failure. So I encourage you to spend your day finding gratitude in the small things and let your gratitude grow from there. When you can train yourself to be grateful for a simple lunch or for a hug, then these little things add up and you become more meaningfully grateful daily. Success Habit Number 9 Don't Settle for Good Enough Don't settle for things being just okay. This acceptance will take away your happiness in a flash. Don't say things like, my relationship is good enough. Instead say, my relationship might not be perfect, but I'm going to work hard at making it better. Strive for greatness in every part of your life. When you settle for just okay, whether it relates to income or a job or a relationship, you lose out on much of the joy life has to offer. Say no to being just okay. Get that terminology out of your life. Because subconsciously, that means you're telling yourself, you're not good enough, you don't deserve better, 
Other people get to be happy and get to live life abundantly, but you don't. It's good enough for you just where you are. The heck with that. Stop telling yourself things are okay because you're subconsciously ruining your chances for happiness and for the joy and fulfillment that lie beyond. You don't have to say, my life is perfect right now. You could just be honest and say, it is okay today, but I'm going for more. And I know you are going for more, so keep going. Just okay is not good enough, not for my students, and not for anyone listening to this book. There is the next level of life, and it's your turn to grab it. Happiness Habit Number 10. Be Part of Something Bigger. This is about seeking a spiritual connection or developing a relationship with God or any higher power. You must allow yourself to be part of something bigger than you are that lifts you to the next level of faith. Explore whatever type of spirituality fits your beliefs and traditions. It could be general spirituality, Zen Buddhism, organized religion, or your personal relationship with God. When you attach yourself to something bigger than yourself, your happiness is amplified. I know you bought this book to discover the habits that create wealth and abundance, and I urge you to go for it. Make all the money you desire, but I implore you to take this chapter seriously and make happiness the foundation of your life. It will make success come easier and faster in any area where you choose to apply these 10 happiness habits. If there's any chapter I'd urge you to listen to again, it's this one. That will help you commit these habits to memory and to heart. I also suggest that you implement each of the 10 habits gradually over the coming months. Maybe focus on one each week for the next 10 weeks. Now go smile.